0: everyone, and welcome to this episode of an Ingenious You Mini. I am delighted to have as my conversation guest today, Dr. Laura DeVoe, who serves as the principal and founder of Fortify Associates, LLC, a boutique consulting firm located in Newton, Massachusetts. Fortify Associates serves mission-driven organizations committed to optimization training and organizing all things that are so very important in today's uh, very dynamic, dynamic world and environment. Laura's uh, presenter for our upcoming leading edge webinar in higher education. The title of the webinar, the three great Rs, resignation, retention, and reorganization, opportunities for transformational leaders. The webinar is scheduled, it's virtual, it's scheduled, for March 23rd at 12 o'clock noon Eastern time and uh, will allow for some Q and A. So it is a great opportunity to just get up to date on the the latest thinking about what's happening uh, with employment trends uh, in higher ed and also give you an opportunity to ask an expert uh, for advice and counsel on whatever might be happening on your particular campus or in your world. Uh, We will include a full bio, a link to Laura's full bio in the show notes. But for now, Laura, welcome uh, to the Ingenious You community. Well, thank you, Melissa. It's really a pleasure to be here. I'm very excited about this webinar. Tell us a little bit more about your background.
1: Well, you know, I uh, am a 30-plus year uh, veteran of the higher education world, um, having worked at, uh, five different institutions ranging in size from Boston University to Mount Ida College and everything in between from, uh, and, uh, you know, I have been predominantly in the student affairs, uh, higher ed administration aspect of the institution, um, and, uh, in 2018, as you uh, may recall, Mount Ida College closed, and when Mount Ida closed, I, uh, finished up my doctoral work, um, took on this idea of, you know what, I want to start to work with organizations that uh, are mission-driven, may not have all of the resources that they need, so how do we get these organizations to uh, consider the opportunities that they have to uh, maybe adjust how they do work, um, rather than the type of work they're doing, let's get them to adjust how they're doing the work. Um, and, uh, you know, there's that old adage about working smarter, not harder, and uh, that's what I work with organizations to do, Um, and I'm also uh, currently teaching at Boston College uh, in their graduate program, so um, it's, you know, I have a great life and a great world, and I have a a typically supportive spouse and um, a wonderful
0: high school student, so things could be worse. (laughs) Indeed. It sounds like you've got a lot going on in your life right now. So tell us uh, what you see happening in higher education uh, in terms of the three R's. Yeah. Um, You know, when when we were talking and I was developing this this
1: workshop, I think that we were even at the time, and this was back in the fall of uh, 2022, when we really started our conversation about this, is that we were on the cusp really then of Really passing beyond the Great Resignation nationally, but higher education, as typical, is looking at this, and and there's such a glacial pace of change and movement in higher ed. They're still in this, but we're but there's the Great Resignation. I'm like, folks, it's gone. It's 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 beyond us. Okay. And, um, but unlike other verticals, higher ed has uh, not only been slow, uh, maybe to evolve in their hiring uh, practices and their workforce development practices, but they've, they've been really behind. And, uh, you know, as of today, uh, I looked right before our, our Zoom call, on uh, higheredjobs.com, there are 103,000 jobs posted across the country. With California, Texas, and Massachusetts, and Florida leading the way. And you can look at those four states and think: well, those those four states are very different places and a lot of different reasons why people might be uh may, may be either leaving the field or positions may be open. Um, and you know, I think that right now, higher ed does not typically use the term churn. We see that a lot in the corporate landscape, but we are feeling a churn right now. This is like a butter churn and we keep moving and moving and moving, but, but like a butter churn, we're, we're now, you know, you throw in the milk or the cream and you're churning, 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 trying to hire people. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're just stuck. You can't move it anymore. And when you're, you can't move it anymore. You're not recruiting people. You're not bringing people in. And in it, and you're not in in this idea, well, are you retaining them at that point? Probably not, you're probably not. Um, And so I think that uh, part of the reason that I wanted to pull this session together is that when I'm speaking to my clients and I'm talking to folks in the field, they are struggling with not just the recruitment phase, but there's like, I just can't get ahead of myself. Every time I fill a position, another one opens up. And I said, then you're doing it wrong. You have to think of all three of these things as a three-legged stool that you have to do in concert with one another, or else you're never going to get ahead of it.
0: Yeah, boy, that's, that is really wise and very important. You know, the other thing, and I don't know if you're going to be talking about this on the webinar is the impact on morale for those that are left behind that's something i'm seeing across the landscape of higher ed people that i know who work from east to west (laughs) north and south a recurring theme is this sense of a diminished a lower morale um that's a whole nother a whole nother issue but related I absolutely agree with you, Melissa.
1: I think that when we look at these institutions and like, I mean, I'm, as I said earlier, I'm teaching graduate students and I'm seeing very clearly that my graduate students who are master's students in either um, higher education leadership or um, even counseling um, are doing the work of a full-time professional because these institutions are low on, on staff and they are throwing uh, graduate assistants into roles that they're not being compensated for, but it's also opening them up. I'm having conversations with students saying, I really thought I wanted to go into this field and now I don't know if I want to. And that's problematic. So we need to be thinking about um, not only morale, but also about what is this culture that you're creating within your organization that has long that what is that sustainable culture that what you want to create and it's not that you want people coming out every day going I love my job so much we had cupcakes today and the world is perfect and I think this is wonderful that no we need people to actually feel a place of pride in their work that the institution uh values them and that it, they actually, that the institution in valuing them is paying attention to what the
0: landscape looks like. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. That's the valuing. That's the million dollar word. I think what I hear, I hear from my doctoral students as well is, yeah. you know, if an employee feels valued and can find a place to belong uh, in an organization that can make up for all the other things that that do go wrong, um, oftentimes not to the fault of the organization or institution. Mm-hmm. So valuing and belonging are absolutely critically important. So, so who should attend your webinar and why? Yeah, I've been thinking
1: about this a lot, and I think that anyone who is part of a complex organization in terms of leadership. I don't think this is a, a an entry level kind of professional type of position. But let's say you're a mid-level professional at a at a larger institution, so you may head a department with uh, a couple, you know, you know, probably close to 10 or plus um, employees, and you've seen some churn. That's a that's one type of person. Then moving up to a senior leader, um, an assistant dean, a dean. Um, or uh, AVP or vice president would all make a lot of sense here. I'm really thinking the kind of uh, individuals who who have a more complex organization. Um, That being said though, if you are somebody who is in maybe a smaller organization um, and part of a bigger picture, and you've seen um, some of the impacts of the larger organization on your team, this might actually apply to you. Um, And of course, for folks who are looking to move up and say, you know what, I I need more understanding of how complex organizations work and start to really uh, develop my own practice and my own kind of point of view on what we can do, uh, this might might apply to you as well. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm a joiner by nature, Melissa. And so <laughs> if um, if you're a joiner, come on and join um, because yeah. I think uh, most people will be able to pull something out of this. But I uh, but I don't know if maybe for you know an entry level professional is going to get a great deal
0: out of this. Okay. Oh, although I mean honestly, the topic is so relevant for anybody I mean, working in higher ed these days. I know there's <laughs> going to be something. That right. they will take away. Okay, you're doing so an ego boost, so maybe yes, maybe yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the final question, Laura, is uh, top top three takeaways that you uh, hope that participants will will gain as a yeah. result of giving up an hour uh, yeah. to to
1: sign in for the webinar. Absolutely. Um, well, here's the other thing: it's done over lunch, and it's a webinar, so you can as as. Here's your four takeaways. Takeaway number one, you can eat lunch, okay. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, um, the, you know I want people to realize that resignation is not a dirty word, but a cautionary tale. And when you know, I've always had the attitude that when someone who has been part of my team and we've developed them and I've mentored them and supervised them properly comes to me and says, "I found my dream job," that's a good resignation. There's a different kind of resignation and you have to realize that resignations happen for two different reasons. Um, And so what does resignation look like in your organization and it's not always a bad thing. Um, The second thing is why building a culture of retention um, takes time but it's essential and that it starts with onboarding and works its way through with ongoing development skill training, et cetera. And we're gonna talk about what that culture of retention looks like. Um, and then the last thing is uh, reorganization um, is connected to strategy. Um, a, you know Anyone who's been part of that conversation of we need to do a 10% workforce reduction, that's not reorganization in a strategic sense. That's a, that's a your head's on fire situation. But that being said, Um, I've actually been coaching people to create what I like to call your aspirational org chart. And we're going to spend some time talking about that and that someday when it's time, because either you've had a good resignation or because something has happened and you need to do a reorg, you actually have a plan of attack. And that plan of attack is informed by strategy and intentionality.
0: That is a great, great strategy and idea the aspirational job chart organizational chart i that's a new one and it's a wonderful idea so uh so again this webinar is going to be so timely and relevant for the the days in which we are living uh laura thank you again for your time today and i am very much looking forward uh to the full webinar on march 23rd we will include a registration link in the show notes as well, and I would encourage everyone to sign up. Uh, All registrants will receive a copy of the webinar after the fact. Um, And so if you want to get that link, uh, and then you can share it with friends and colleagues, be sure to sign up uh, for the webinar.